baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio. Les Sturman has been in the news, I think, quite a bit lately, and we've talked about these downtown safety issues. Les is the chairman of Citizens for a Greater Downtown in St. Louis. He has joined us in the studio this afternoon. Les Sturman, how are you? I'm great. Uh, happy to be with you. I wish it was better circumstances because we're talking about some things that, that are, uh, you know, I, I think not getting better here in St. Louis when it comes to the crime. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, you know, some people have pointed out today, I saw on Twitter, that uh, the crime and violence really isn't any worse than it's been. It's just that certain people, are, like me, I guess, are talking about it. And uh, and that attitude really kind of troubles me. Uh, I mean, crime and violence aren't going to go away if we don't talk about it. And uh, I mean, it's like uh, someone's an alcoholic and and you don't tell you don't talk about the problem. You can never fix it. And uh, so I, I really disagree with that point of view. Good. Well, I mean, some of us have been talking about this for a while, and then you don't have any kind of action that's taken. The other thing I would say when it comes to some of those people that, that should be talking about it, there's been, um, you know, I think politics gets in the way of a lot of this. People don't want to alienate constituents. They don't want to say mm-hmm. the wrong thing. They don't want to have something that comes back that's in a, an ad, a radio ad, or a TV ad. But this is just a vital time. And, you know, we, we draw a comparison in the, uh, the juxtaposition, if you will, with the soccer stadium and with the energy around that and all the other things that are happening down just a little bit west of where we're sitting right now. It's just a great time for the city and for those of us who've been around for a long time. It's just being held back from, you know, we, we hear this, why can't we be Nashville or maybe why can't we be Kansas City? Well, it's the crime issue, I think, at this point, because there's a lot of things that are going in a positive direction, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's certainly part of it. I mean, this is actually a wonderful downtown. I mean, I live downtown. I've lived down here for 17 years. Um, we can walk every place. We can walk to the grocery store, the movies, the dry cleaners. Our local neighborhood park is a national park. I mean, how many people can say that? We can walk to all the sporting venues. I did go to the soccer game on Saturday, and it was it was spectacular. I mean, that's a, an example of what downtown St. Louis can be. Do you feel safe, though? Because I, I have more – I put this into, I guess, point of reference this way. I remember maybe even 12 years ago. So let's go back to 2010, 2011. That was maybe my, my fourth year on KMOX at the time, and people would say, ah, it's not safe to come downtown. These were West County folks mainly, right, where I grew up out in Baldwin and Chesterfield. I would just say, this is ridiculous. It's plenty safe. When people say that, and I've heard more and more people from St. Charles, from you know West County, from the entire area say, we don't feel it's safe to come downtown at night in particular. Now, whether or not that's true, that's the perception that's probably grabbing hold of more people than at any other time in, in decades, certainly. Yeah, I think that has become part of the regional psyche at this point. Um, you know, I think there's two downtowns. There's the downtown during the day, which, uh, you know, I feel— Well, that's become an issue, too, though. It, it has. We had a pretty uh, uh, significant event uh, last week, I yeah, guess it was. A week ago today, I think. In, um, in the middle of the day. But, you know, for the most part, 
in the during the daytime it's perfectly safe we're out walking every day my wife and i we we walk to the arch we walk to ballpark village you know at night it's it's probably a different story and people particularly uh, of you know my age uh, you know i'm 74 um you know feel a little skittish about being out uh, particularly late at night um and walking around with when the streets may be empty first of all Dude looks pretty good for 74. Yeah, he does. He, yes, just he does. He just dropped it. He just dropped it in there so I could compliment you. Look great for 74, <laughs> Les. Congratulations on that. What? Well, what go ahead, Sue. I was going to say, you know what? There has been a long standing. When I was, when it was the early 90s and I was moving uh, into Soulard, my father from West County said, I, it's dangerous down there. There is a long standing belief uh, uh, that. Uh, now may be deserved, but hasn't been for years, that uh, the city was a dangerous place. And, uh, you know, it's a longstanding thing that has been so reinforced lately that I wonder how we could break it. Well, uh, you know, we have proposed a a plan along with some other groups. Uh, Some of it relates to law enforcement, obviously, but a lot of it relates to the, uh, the competent administration of regulatory policies in the city of St. Louis, controlling problem properties, places where bad things happen on a regular basis, dealing with uh, liquor licenses, dealing with um, uh, short-term rentals like uh, like Airbnbs, where we've seen a lot of problems lately. So a lot of that has to do with city administration and and dealing with some of these regulatory issues. So it's going to take law enforcement, uh, regulatory uh, issues, and competency all around Obviously, the issues with our circuit attorney have, have come to the fore over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, I mean, it's doable. We can fix this. Um, it, people just have to work together and uh, and get after it. You you tweeted, we this was a story that was in the news, $40 million to reshape the streets, slow down speeders. I mean, some of us who drive downtown and to work have gotten to the point where even if it's a green light, you got to be careful and make sure that no one's running through the red. So one of your tweets recently was um, the announcement of $40 million spent on street improvements is welcome and the fanfare signals that it's good politics following some high-profile traffic deaths, but we need to recognize what this money will will and won't do. Now, that was a long Twitter string. Explain what you mean there. Well, and, and of course, in a professional life, I was responsible for many of the grants that uh, that are used to improve uh, roads and, and public transit, et cetera. So I have some background in this area. I mean, the fact is that almost all of the traffic crashes that we're seeing are due to driver behavior, human behavior. Uh, the tragic accident uh, that uh, so badly injured Janae Edmondson was a was on a relatively minor street, St. St. Charles, as across Eleventh Street. These are, I mean, these are narrow streets right. already, uh, and it was due to a speeding driver, um, a dramatically speeding driver. If you saw the uh, the video, um, and so you know, on a national basis. Um, the, the largest causes of uh, traffic crashes are speeding and alcohol. And as much as I, I think the uh, investments in street infrastructure are worthwhile, it's not going to fix those problems. And as you describe, people running red lights, I mean, we all see it every day. I do the same thing as you do. I pull up to a green light. I look both ways. Yeah. Um, uh, that can't go on, and that is going to cause crash after crash. I mean, this is not the first serious crash we've had downtown because somebody sped through a, a red light. 
But that's that's a police resources issue. Mm-hmm. And I where where's the improvement going to come there? Well, I think, you know, first of all, there, there has to be some enforcement. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have remarked about the almost total lack of traffic enforcement downtown and, you know, in the city as a whole, frankly. And I think the only way you're going to get that toothpaste back in the tube is if there's a real blitz in in the neighborhoods in downtown by the police, a, a real program to to crack down on this, and and for there to be significant penalties. I mean, if people have multiple serious violations, um, start impounding cars. Uh, but see, they, we're at the point, and this is, I hope it's not the point of no return, but you, you have, I would draw somewhat of a parallel to the border from the standpoint that people know what's going to be enforced. And you can even use, you know, my former colleague, Charlie Brennan, as you probably know, used to highlight these expired oh. tags for cars. Mm-hmm. And you, you're you hard pressed to drive through downtown St. Louis or really anywhere in the area without seeing expired tags that are not just expired a month or two, but maybe more than a year, maybe a couple of years. So people People know that that's not going to be something that's going to get them pulled over. They also know, I think these criminals know, if they're going to take off, that the cops really can't give chase under most circumstances. So, you know, in order to send the message, that that's a big message that needs to be sent with a lot of coordination, including the mayor's office and, and others, right? There needs to be, I guess, maybe the point is leadership on this issue yeah. less. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I agree with everything you said. I mean, there is you know, it's leadership, it's coordinating all the city agencies and the police department uh, basically to, to try to get control of this situation. I mean, I, we can't just give up and say there are no laws. Um, I think we have to make an honest attempt to deal with it and send the message that this won't be tolerated in our community. I mean, because the, there are going to be more serious accidents and more people hurt uh, if we don't deal with this. Have you presented it to the city, Les? What what response do you get when you say, we really need this stuff enforced? What does the mayor, what does anybody say? Uh, we submitted a plan that included uh, proposals relative to traffic enforcement uh, to the city, to Greater St. Louis, which is the, you know, the primary business organization in town here. We submitted that plan two years ago, and, and we got uh, no response. Zero. Oh, great. And and it wasn't just people like me. There were business people involved in this uh, and, and others. Uh, the Downtown Neighborhood Association, which is the organization of uh, residents downtown, uh, all signed on to this plan. And it was presented to the city leadership and to the business community, as I said. And, we, and uh, the response was crickets. Great. You know, and th- this just reminded me, uh, outside of some of the other things that are happening, but I think it was Jane Jane Duker tweeted earlier today, because there were a bunch of car break-ins, again, down by the foundry. I think mm-hmm. this is something that's really run rampant. And by the way, not only in the city, but the suburbs have had the same issues with people coming from the city. That's something we can't seem to get a handle on. It's, just, it's so frustrating, and I'm sure you're more frustrated than, than I am, because you live right here downtown, to not see this kind of move forward in a more uh, positive direction. And I don't know what it's going to take. And maybe, and I've said this, and I think, unfortunately, what happened with Janae Edmondson was a bit of a, shouldn't, needed to be a wake-up call, but unfortunately it was. Yeah, I I think that's right. I mean, and I think when that accident happened, uh, we went from being frustrated to being angry. angry. Yeah, Uh, very angry. Because things like this should not happen. And, um yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a terrible tragedy that didn't have to happen. We got people, not, not that this is what's important, but I think it does 
you know, connect the dots a little bit in, in sort of puts a punctuation mark on the frustration. Everybody has people from outside of the area who are friends and relatives who see our stories in the news and we get texts to say, hey, what's happening in St. Louis, right? I mean, what the, we need something now. Luckily, the soccer game the other night was a positive image of St. Louis. We got baseball starting here. And hopefully that reputation isn't damaged beyond repair. But let's face it, this word gets around when something happens, when kids come into town for a volleyball tournament, right? Yeah, we were in the national news for two weeks in a row, not in a good way. And, uh, you know, thankfully, I think soccer has helped. Um, but... I mean, even with the soccer issue, uh, which, you know, there was a you know dramatic police presence. It was a great time. Um, you know, I, I think we need to start treating our residents and businesses that are here all the time just as well as we're treating the that's visitors right. from that's the county. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Les Sturman, I appreciate you coming in here and taking the time to visit with us here this afternoon because it is an issue that I've been talking about for a long time. And, you know, we I'd love some solutions. You know, I've, I've, I've been frustrated with, with the mayor in particular just because and maybe she's going to point this in another direction because – Despite her politics and what other differences we may have on some issues, not that she cares, this is so important right now to at least display some leadership. And she has that within her to do that and sort of grab a handle of people who might at least might have some solutions. So I don't know why this isn't maybe behind the scenes. It's being presented more as a priority. But I think even that in the image that is sent out from from City Hall is not helping right now. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to tell people this is not a political issue. This is a, you know, this is a competency issue. It's a management issue. Um, and it's a quality of life issue for all the people who live and work in the city, regardless of what neighborhood you're in. Les Sturman. Les Sturman, thank you so much. Thanks yeah. for coming in. I appreciate it. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.